Educate for Life on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by EducateForLife.org. is Educate for Life with Kevin Conover on AM 1170, The Answer. Educate for Life, a look at current events from today's headlines and how they affect you, what you believe shapes your worldview and your ultimate destiny. Learn more now at educateforlife.com. Now in studio, here is your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more to me. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer, in San Diego, every Sunday from 4 to 5 p.m. You can also stream the show all over the world at am1170theanswer.com. My website is educateforlife.org. And our show tonight is live. The, if you want to call in and ask a question, the number is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Love to have you call in and uh, ask questions or uh, make a statement or whatever you like. I want to start off the, the, our, our show this evening with uh, a statement by an atheist about Africa and Jesus. It's a pretty amazing statement here. This is from an article uh, called Atheists Credit the Gospel. And this is about a particular atheist uh, from the United Kingdom. His name is Matthew Paris. He was an author and journalist, and he wrote an article in the Times called, As an Atheist, I Truly Believe Africa Needs God. And the subtitle of the article was, Missionaries, Not Aid Money, Are the Solution to Africa's Biggest Problem, the Crushing Passivity of the People's Mindset. Now listen to what it says here. Passive's ar- pa- Paris's article was written from a very personal perspective, dwelling particularly on his experience in various countries in Africa during his childhood and during an extensive tour across the continent when in his 20s. Of a more recent visit to see a village well development project, he wrote this, quote, it inspired me, renewing my flagging faith in development charities. But traveling in Malawi refreshed another belief, too, one I've been trying to banish all my life, but an observation I've been unable to avoid since my African childhood. It confounds my ideological beliefs, stubbornly refuses to fit my worldview, and has embarrassed my growing belief that there is no God. He goes on to say, Now, as a confirmed atheist, I've become convinced of the enormous contribution that Christian evangelism makes in Africa sharply distinct from the work of secular NGOs, government projects, and international aid efforts. These alone will not do. Education and training alone will not do. In Africa, Christianity changes people's hearts. It brings a spiritual transformation. The rebirth is real. The change is good. He tells of trying to avoid this truth of what he was observing, wanting to applaud the practical work of the mission churches while ignoring other aspects of missionary work. It's a pity, I would say, that salvation is part of the package, writes Paris, but Christians, black and white, working in Africa, do heal the sick, do teach people to read and write, and only the severest severest kind of secularist could see a mission hospital or school and say the world would be better without it. 
He explained how Christian faith benefits the poor, not merely because of its supportive effect on the missionary, but because it is also transferred to his flock. This is the effect that matters so immensely and which I cannot help observing. What an amazing statement. This is a statement from an atheist about the incredible benefit of Christian missionary work inside Africa. And my guest tonight, very, very special guest I have with us tonight is from Africa himself. He is from Uganda, and his name is Onesimus. And Onesimus, uh, I'll let you say your last name for me. Ngoboka. Ngoboka. Okay, everybody that's listening, say that right now. Ngoboka. Okay, there we go. We got it. Thank you. Okay, Onesimus, um, thank you so much for being with us this evening. Thank you. Yeah. Onesimus is actually here in the States for a limited amount of time. We're in San Diego here, and he is actually going back home on Tuesday, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so um, what is Onesimus doing here in America? We're going to find out tonight. He has an amazing story to share with us, and I'm very excited um, to allow him to share it. He's part of a, a group now called Uganda Ministries. And uh, if you want to visit their website, it's ugandaministries.org. And uh, Onesimus, I want to give you as much time as possible, so why don't we start off here um, you weren't always a Christian and, uh, I, I got to hear a little bit of your testimony recently, uh, out at Shadow Mountain and I wanted to uh, give our listeners, I thought it was so amazing. I wanted to give our listeners, can you start from the beginning? How did you end up coming to be, become a Christian and, and what was your, your upbringing like? Wow. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was uh, born and raised, uh, Anglican, but I knew about God. I didn't know God until the age of 12 years. I knew about God from my Sunday school experience. Mm. My mom, my dad took me to Sunday school. But at the age of 12, that's when I came to a personal relationship with Christ. It came through a dream. Uh, I was, through this dream, I realized if I ever died, I was not going to go to heaven. And I was going to church every Sunday. That challenged me. When I woke up, I went and talked to my mother. I said, Mom, I got a strange dream. Uh, and the dream was, because of my relationship, I'm going to church. I had a faint idea of who Jesus was. And in my dream, Jesus came and called me out, sent me across the boundary or the borders of a village to do work for him. I went, did it exactly to the T. I had a group of like 12 people who were all excited except me. I was not happy because I knew I was going to hell. I didn't have a relationship with, with Christ. Wow, now that's, that's a big deal. Uh, even here in the States, uh, we get that confused. There's a big difference between knowing about Jesus and having a personal relationship with Jesus. Yes, that's, yeah. that's right. And hey, nobody wants to go to hell. Yeah. When I realized that, I'm like, whoa, no, mom, what can I do? My mom never helped me. She said, son, I don't understand. By then I was 12 years. Uh, three days later, I got another dream. This time, the books of life were open. The book of life was open. There was another book, but the book of life was bigger. Now, this is mentioned in the Bible, the book of life, what yes. you're referring to. Yeah. In my dream, there are just two books, one bigger book and a smaller book. Uh-huh. Now I realize the bigger book was the book of life. And my name was not found there. We were all in the line. And if your name was not there, you'd be thrown into the fire. Mm. They'll first check your name. Not there. They throw you into the fire. Yeah. My turn reached. They checked my name. It wasn't there. And I was to be thrown into the fire. One angel held my right arm and another one left arm threw me there. Oh, I jumped literally from my bed, fell down on the floor 
And I'm like, walk up. I'm like, am I dreaming? What is this? But the interesting thing is the fire, the heat I saw, and the fear that gripped my heart as I saw people burn, even out of the dream, grabbed me. Mm. I shook my head. I said, no, no, this cannot be true. It was a dream. But I was still afraid. My heart began to pound faster. Fear grabbed me the more. And I said, God, if you really want me, you won't take me like this. Give me peace and we shall talk. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, a lot of people, you know, uh, might say, well, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm bothered by the idea that somebody would be afraid of hell to know Jesus, right? You know, Mm -hmm. but I tell people often, you know, uh, the reality is, is that God is a loving God, but he's also a just God. We all cry out for justice. You know, Mm -hmm. one of the things my kids, I hear from my kids mouth most often is that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. Mm -hmm. You know, we scream for justice. And, uh, and so God is just, and ultimately the Bible is very clear that that, that all murderers, mm. thieves, mm. liars mm. will find their place in the lake of fire. It's mm. not happy to, it's not something that's pleasant to talk about, mm. but the reality is, is our own hearts cry out for justice. But the good news is when you come to the realization that you are a sinner, you are wrong, and mm. you admit it, mm-hmm. the story doesn't end there. That's right. I remember when I cried out and I said those words, let's talk. And the fear left, the heat left, and wow. I knelt down. I knew there was nothing to talk but to go on my knees and confess. Yeah. And I remember I knelt down and I said, God, I accept you as the Lord and personal savior of my life. But look, I've been all my years, 12 years going to church, and I don't understand. Mm. We go to church, we talk about you. I don't know which God you are. Are you a faithful God? They talk about, if I give you my life, will you take care of me? I had these doubts because... As we used to go to church in the middle of the week, if we had a challenge, we'd go to the witch doctor. Give over your blood. And they pray over you. They make some enchantments, cut a cow or a goat, spread that blood. Still do sacrifices. Now, and, this, is, this is in uh, Uganda where you were growing up. Yes. And that, that is, tell us where you were growing up in Uganda. I was growing up in Kabale. Okay. That, okay. that was my hometown. But this is across. Uh, this is still done for those who do not know Christ. Even right now in my village, they do it. They do it. I understand why they do it. Mm. If you don't have a trust, if you don't trust God, if you're not depending on God, you must depend on something else. And so in their case, they trust the spirits or the demons for protection. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got to pay. You've, they, you know they need blood, you give it. I've always, people have always said, how could somebody sacrifice their children or sacrifice their God thinking they'll help? If somebody says, if you don't sacrifice it, you're going to have more trouble. If you had five children and they say, for the, for, the, for the four to leave, you've got to kill one. What would you choose? To lose all the five or have one die? Oh, wow. So they're literally sacrificing, uh, potentially sacrificing kids in order to get a blessing, kind of. In extreme cases. Yeah. But the most sacrifice cows and gods. Wow. We're going to be right back. My guest tonight is Onesimus. He's from Uganda, Africa. He's a pastor there now, and we're hearing his story about how God changed his life and uh, how now he is being used to change many other people's lives. Amen. Yep. We'll be right back. You're strong enough to hold it all. I will cast The 
What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Intelligent, conservative, AM 1170, The Answer. There's got to be more than going back and forth. From doing right to doing wrong. Because we were taught that's who we are. Come on, get in line right behind me. You along with everybody. Thinking there's worth in what you do. Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego, and you can stream the show all over the world at am1170theanswer.com. If you want a recording of this show or previous shows, my website's educateforlife.org, and uh, you can check that out. There's all kinds of podcasts. There's a YouTube channel. You can actually see us in the studio. So i uh, love to have your feedback. Our number this evening is 888-344-1170. You can call in. My guest is Onesimus from Uganda, Africa. Uh, awesome guy. Amazing smile. Uh, and uh, really loves the Lord and just wants to see people's lives changed in Africa and uh, just have a, a godly influence over there. And I wanted to continue just real quickly before we get back to his story. Matthew Paris is an atheist talking about the influence of Christian missionaries in Africa. He says, there's long been a fashion among Western academic sociologists for placing tribal value systems within a ring fence beyond critiques founded in our own culture. What he's saying is academics have not been allowed to critique uh, the, the African tribal cultures. Theirs and therefore best for them, authentic and of intrinsically equal worth to ours. He says, I don't follow this. I observe that tribal belief is no more peaceable than ours. And this is kind of like what Onesimus was saying, that they're sacrificing animals out of a fear of what could potentially happen to their family. They're looking for hope. They're looking for life. They're looking for safety. And Matthew Paris goes on to say, and that it suppresses individuality. He goes on to say that such a mindset feeds into the big man and gangster politics of the African city the exaggerated respect for a swaggering leader and does nothing to allay fear of evil spirits, ancestors, and nature that so burden many in Africa. 
Paris writes that a great weight grinds down the individual spirit, stunting curiosity. People won't take the initiative, won't take things into their own hands or on their own shoulders. But in stark contrast, Christianity, with its teaching of a direct personal two-way link between the individual and God, unmediated by the collective and unsubordinate to any other human being, smashes straight through the philosophical spiritual framework I've just described. It offers something to hold on to for those anxious to cast off a crushing tribal groupthink. This is why and how it liberates. Now, this is from an atheist, okay? So he's not biased towards Christianity. And he, he was born in Africa, and he says... Africa needs Jesus. Mm. And from your own perspective, Onesimus, um, you were talking about how you had a dream Mm. and uh, uh, you saw the need for a personal relationship with Christ and how many families go to the witch doctor for safety. uh, Protection. Yeah, and protection. So pick up there. So what happened in your own life? How did things change from from that? I mean, when I gave my life to Christ, this is the funny thing that I think made a big difference. That after me kneeling down and saying, God, are you sure? Are you faithful? I want to be sure I'm trusting the right God. Because mm-hmm. I've been going to church and going to the witch doctor. I was in the valley of decision as a young boy. I would ask my parents, what are we doing? They would say, when you grow, you understand that God will help those, help those who help themselves. And so this was a moment for me to make a decision. And I wanted to be sure that I was trusting the right God. And they said, God, if you're true, prove to me in this world. Three things. If you do them for me, I'll tell people that I'm born again. If you do not, I'll keep quiet. It will be between me and you. I said, if you do it, I'll keep the end of my bargain. If you can only keep your side. Hey, <laughs> I was 12 years old. I was trying to be very honest. Yeah. I was naive, but I wanted to be honest. Yeah. And I think God respect that, respects that. After three days, all I asked, we are done. On the third day, I told my father that I was born again. He said, hey, who preached to you? I said, it's a long story, Daddy. He said, okay. I think you won't be coming back to a church. You're going to look for a Bible-believing church. I said, oh, thank you. Your dad said that to you? Yeah. <laughs> By doing, he said, look for a born-again church. Now, what, what were the three things that you asked God I to do? I cannot remember them. Oh, I only yeah, remember okay. asked three things. <laughs> I was like, wait, you can't just skip over that. <laughs> no, I can't remember them today. But okay. I remember I asked for three. Uh-huh. And after three days, they were done. By him doing that, he released me from the shackles of our social culture and social uh, classes. Mm. You are born a Catholic, you grew up a Catholic. You follow up your father or your mother. I was born Anglican and had to follow through that. So by him releasing me to go to a born again or uh, an evangelical church, that allowed me to move on without fights. Now, this isn't, this isn't something that came easy because for you to do this when your father is saying you need to go to the witch doctor. No, no, no. That's later. Oh, that's later. Okay. Here, he asked me what my choice and say, hey, I'm releasing you. Go do what you think is good. Okay. You don't come to a church. Go to a born again. I'm like, thank you. Okay. When God, the Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. I believe God used, I believe God used my dad at that moment to help me grow me up in my faith for the next test that was going to come. The Bible says every temptation we receive, God will always open our way out. Mm-hmm. But he must grow you strong enough to face the fire. Yeah. He will never test you beyond your capacity. That's the good thing about our God. I was 12 years. My father allowed me to go to a Bible-believing church. I began to pray. I began to fast. I began to wait upon God. Then my relationship was, was my relationship with God becomes something. 
I talked to him as I would talk to my father. I, I would go down and, and cry and say, hey, have a, a peaceful discussion. I'm like, I loved it. Two years later, I was 14 years. And I think this was one of the, the moments that took me a step higher in my relationship with Christ. My father said, hey, my son, they want to kill you. Whoa, that's a great place to stop there. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to turn the station right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so uh, we're going to be right back. My guest is Onesimus. His father just said, you, you said he said he wanted to kill you? People wanted to kill me. People wanted to kill you. And okay, it hold was on. His- right there, right there. Thank you. Right when we get back. Okay, we're going to finish this story. Stay with us. Every moment before I bring my need, I will bring my heart and seek you. Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. For 36 years, Fastlane Kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about San Diego. Fastlane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy. Hobie Cat kayaks feature a popular pedal system, not paddles, keeping your hands free as you fish. You no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great San Diego fishing. Call or come in for your no-charge demo ride, 619-222-0766, fastlanesailing.com. At Dana Landing Marina across from SeaWorld, 619-222-0766. Saying, I don't know, is no longer acceptable. This is AM 1170, The Answer. For tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego, every Sunday, 4 to 5 p.m. And I have a very special guest in studio live here tonight, Onesimus Ngoboka. Ngoboka. All right. Okay. Ngoboka. Thank you. From uh, Uganda, Africa. And uh, we just left off the last segment with him saying that his father had just told him that some people wanted to kill him. So uh, I'm going to let you pick right back up. I don't want to leave our audience hanging anymore here. They wanted me dead. Reason? I don't know. I said, Dad, why would they kill me? Say, said, Sonny, don't understand. This is complicated. But it is my responsibility to protect you. I said, how? I said, I love it. Protect me. I said, how? So we are going to the witch doctor. We will make a covenant for protection. The demons will be in charge of you. They will protect you and you'll be safe. I said, no, no, I'm born again. He said, no, no, I've been a Christian long before you. So, he, so he's telling you that the witch doctor and, and he's de- saying people want to kill me. Yeah, but the witch doctor is going to have demons protect, protect you. Yes. And you're saying, no, I'm born again. I, I'm a Christian. Yeah, is Jesus right? is protecting me is what you were saying. So you don't understand. Yeah. I've been a Christian longer than you. I know what I'm talking about. Your dad said that. Yeah. Okay. I said, no, no, daddy, I cannot do that. He said, if you cannot do it, then 
you nobody says no to me. I'm the boss in the family. I'm the head. And I'm like, Daddy, I will not. And you're 14. 14. Okay, that's I said, intense. if you are very conv- convinced about your position, I'll call your mother to be a witness and we'll see. And uh, that the next day, my mother sat there, my father there. I was in the middle of them and uh, say, hey, look at your son. He doesn't, he doesn't, he disobeys me. He doesn't want to do what I'm telling him to do. And I brought him to make a choice. My mother said, look, my son, just obey what your father tells you. After you're done, you shall come back, go to church and repent. God will forgive you. You won't lose your father. You maintain your God. I said, Mom, I can't do that. Wow. That's, a pretty, that's pretty intense. So she was saying, look, it, go to the witch doctor. It'll be fine. You can come back and say you're sorry to Jesus. Then you still got Jesus. He'll forgive you. And you still got your relationship with your dad. All things but are But your good. father won't forgive you. Yeah. Your father won't forgive you. Jesus will. Yeah. Okay. So play the cards well. I said, Mom, I will not. And my mother cried. My father laughed. I kept quiet. And my dad said, okay, you've made your choice. You're going to take care of you. And uh, that, at that time didn't mean anything. I went to my room. I knelt down. That's when I understood the gravity of the statement or the choices, the choice I had made. That was a big decision. There and then my father and mother were witness and had signed an orphanage certificate. And when I knelt down, I looked up in heaven and said, God, my father has disowned me because of you. Would you be my father? And I thought God would say something. He never said anything. That's when I realized I was in trouble. That meant I would never go to school. It also meant because we pay school fees to go to school. It also meant I'll never marry because we pay bride price for a wife and your father is always to pay that. That meant if I got sick, I wouldn't be taken care of. I had, in my own way, cut my umbilical cord, and I was going to die. And I cried. But the good news is God was a witness. And since then, I think to me that was my second decision that helped me to grow deeper with the Lord. Mm. When everybody had left me, the people I thought were so close could not help me, God came in. I am reminded of the scripture that said, that even if your mother and mother forsake you, the Lord will pick you up. And from that moment, even more than ever before, I began to depend on God in prayer and fasting. Prayer became to me like oxygen. If I didn't pray, things were not going to happen. If I needed shoes, I would pray and fast until I would get them. If I needed school fees, I would believe God, fast and pray. And God was gracious with me. In those days, I, was, I didn't have strong foundation in the Bible. But in a dream, He would always encourage me. Sometimes I would pray over issues, and when I had no way out, I would get a dream. And God would be saying, I've heard you. This person, I'm sending this person. I will see a face of a person who say, this face is going to bring you this money. This person will bring this money. And the exact man I needed came at the right time. Wow. That's fantastic. That's very uh, amazing to hear that testimony. Thank you. So what, what, what happened from that point forward? I mean, here you are today. You just finished a master's degree of ministry here in San Diego, all the way from Africa. Yeah. You leave back to Africa on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, ha, I mean, that's a long story. I guess <laughs> we, can't, we can't cover all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I'm going to shorten it. <laughs> yeah. But I'll bring in two things together. 
I believed God I wanted to go to school. In Uganda, in Africa, we know the way out of poverty is to study. Yeah. That's the way out. We, we value it. You have it. You know you are on the way too. And I left to school. I or wanted- you told me off the air, you told me either that or you marry a rich girl. Oh, you have big business. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have those ones. So I began to pray. I wanted to go to school. I said I cannot. My only hope, since yeah. my family wouldn't support me, yeah. was to study hard. And that's a moment when I wanted to do my exams. I remember working for 22 hours. Wow. Walking for 22 hours? No, doing jobs. Oh, working. Keeping awake. Okay. I had two jobs to do to make sure I could make things meet, especially in my vacation towards my college. Yeah. But in, in the time of my school, I used to work at school, read and work. Read and do some jobs to bring some money. I see what you're saying. Working 22 hours. Yes. That okay. was towards my college because I wanted to go to the university. Okay. It would be like a curse for me not to go to college. Yeah. But to cut the story short, in those moments, the Lord helped me. I remember two things. When I would pray and money would come for fees, one day, on one time, money didn't, did not come. And I said, God, look, I'm here. I believed you. Now I cannot do my school fee. I cannot do my exams. What should I do? And after prayer and fasting, no money, that night, I felt within me that you go to school. Probably along the way, God will give you the money. <laughs> hey, I had faith. That's all. Awesome. The Bible says the faith that just shall live by faith. I lived on faith. Yeah, that's all you've got. You know, sometimes here, we try to depend on all these other things around us before we finally get to God when we should be going to him first. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm here with Onesibus Ngoboko. from Uganda, Africa. And we're going to be right back. We're going to continue the story and I'll tell you what's happening in Africa, some amazing things that he's involved in. We'll be right back. A lot is riding on your car's safety and performance. Count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard. Honesty, integrity, and quality service. ASC, BBB, and NAPA certified. 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. AM 1170theanswer.com Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world. AM 1170 
Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego. You can also stream the show at am1170theanswer.com. And my website is educateforlife.org, where you can pick up a recording of today's show if you'd like. My guest this evening is Onesimus from Uganda, Africa. A little bit of background on Africa before I let him finish his story. Africa is the world's second largest and second most populous continent. It covers 6% of Earth's total surface area and 20% of its total land area. The population is around 1.1 billion. Northern Africa is predominantly Muslim, about 41% of Africa is Muslim. The southern portion of Africa is predominantly Christian, 48%. According to the World Religion Database, that is, according to the World Religion Database, uh, he's from Uganda. Uganda is about the size of Oregon. Uh, The population is 35 million. And... 83.9% is Christian. So Uganda is located in the eastern part of Africa, kind of real close to the the middle part of Africa. About 12% is Muslim and 4% is other. And um, Onesimus uh, accepted Christ and he was telling our story, 14 years old. He made a commitment. He was challenged by his father to either choose his father's way or the way of Christ. And he ultimately made the decision to follow Christ, a very difficult decision uh, where he had to basically throw his whole life on Jesus, trusting him for all his uh, money to be able to go to school and uh, just the resources to live and get by. So Onesimus, can you pick up where you left off? And that decision among the decisions I've ever done in my life, I look back and I'm proud. Mm that I chose to stand by God. And wow, it is paid off. It hasn't been an easy journey, but the Lord has been holding my hand. As the Bible says that I will help you. He has helped me. One of the issues I'll bring you, you said, how am I in America? I want to cut the story short. I remember one time when I believed God for school fees and I couldn't get it. And that night, I got a dream. And in the dream, I was going to school in a plane. And I, no! I am believing God for like $50 to go to school and you are showing me a plane that I'll go to school in a plane. I've never seen it apart from reading it. I woke up, I said, you know, God, you're just exciting me. I don't believe it. (laughs) Just give me what I want today. Yeah, 50 bucks. I don't need a plane. plane. (laughs) Don't tell me about tomorrow. Now, but I never got an answer. It was a challenge. But uh, the reason I bring it, many years passed by. God helped me. I went through school. In 2011, was my first time to be on the plane. And that dream came back. I was coming here to go to school. The reason I bring it, I remember when I sat, I cried. I said, God, you are faithful. Wow. Even when I thought there was an end, you held my hand. When I asked you to be my father, you became my father. The Lord saw me through school. I did my college. I finished it. I thought I'd join a government job, be a politician, go in politics. But the Lord had a different way. In 2006, the Lord called me to serve in the village of Rukunjiri, far away from the city, where many people have not gone to school and educated. Many of them live on less than a dollar a day. They are poor. They are the poorest of the poor. One would say they are on the fringe, living on the fringe. They are not. They are the least. Mm. They are considered last, and they are lost without Christ. And God gave me a passion and a burden to go to that community, begin to preach the gospel. In that community, the Lord has allowed me to plant a church. When I reached there, I said, God, if you've called me to be a pastor, 
you need to take me to school. And I began to fast and pray and believed God. It was through that connection that God sent somebody from the U.S. to come and meet me in that village that allowed me to come here. And for the first time, I was flying to come to school to study the Bible, to be able to go back, train more pastors, teach the community and say, hey, there is an answer. And God is the answer. If you can trust him, you can overcome the challenges of witch doctors. You can overcome the fears they have been telling you. God is real. And that's today what I'm doing. That's why I'm going back on Tuesday. My heart is in my village. I'm believing God that by his grace and his hand, the village can be changed. Grounding men and women in the word of the Lord. Teaching sound doctrine. This is what I'm standing for. It's what I'm believing God for. Well, I believe it. I believe it. No doubt about it. I, I have no doubt that that's going to happen. No. Onesimus' website, uh, the ministry website that he's a part of is ugandaministries.org. Uh, I, I would love for you to check out his website, ugandaministries.org. Um, he's doing all kinds of amazing things. One of the big things that you're going to be doing is uh, you're working on, you already have a radio program there yes. that's reaching the community, mm. but you're going to continue to expand that, or Lord willing, you're, that's what you're hoping for. Yeah. Can, can you share with us a little bit more about yes, that? Yes, we are having like 30 minutes where we pay like uh, $60. We are hoping uh, to buy more airtime to be on more other probably by an hour or almost three times a week. So, so that we can preach the gospel, we are reaching over 2 million people in parts of Congo, Tanzania, Rwanda, and parts of Western Uganda. So people the, the radio, hung- st- the radio yes. station goes out to about 2 million people? Yes. Wow. People are hungry for the truth. And I've seen people give their lives to Christ. And that's why I'm believing if, if we are touching these people just 30 minutes a week, suppose we had five days a week, that would be like 300, 360 bucks. We would be reaching two million people every day with the word of the Lord. And that's how much is that? It's $360 a week? Yes. Per, per, per 30 minutes, $60. So you multiply that per day. You per have, times six. Yeah. Wow. And if God touches, you can say, hey, you can stand, you can pray. That could be one way. You visit our website, you can say, I will pledge to support this. And we begin to preach the gospel. Or you can give me a call on 619-309-8308. We will talk, preach the gospel, change lives. UgandaMinistries.org. And uh, I hope if you're listening out there and you have the resources available, uh, this is something worth giving to. Uh, $60 gives another 30 minutes per day. And these people are going to hear the gospel and it's going to change their lives. And I want to read a... uh, I want to read this quote again. For those of you who are out there, you know, what he's doing is he's giving people um, physical help. They're helping people physically, but they're also helping people spiritually. And this is amazing, but the spirit, the spiritual need is greater than the physical need Mm. because the spiritual changes the way you think. It changes the way you live. It changes the way you treat the people around you. The spiritual need, Christ in our hearts, changing us from the inside out is what changes the world. And uh, this, this atheist, again, Matthew Paris says this, and it's, it's stunning coming from an atheist, but he says, Paris concludes by warning that aid programs that focus only on provision of material supplies and technical knowledge are unlikely to succeed. Removing Christian evangelism from the African equation may leave the continent at the mercy of a malign fusion of Nike, the witch doctor, the mobile phone, and the machete. And that is the truth. Yes. You know, C.S. Lewis said, 
uh, education without values only seems to make man a more clever devil. And that's the reality of the situation. And what we have here is Onesimus called by God uh, to reach people with the saving news of Jesus Christ. You go on ministries.org. We have one more segment left. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. AM Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego, and you can stream the show at am1170theanswer.com. My website, again, is educateforlife.org. Thanks a lot for being here with us this evening. We have a wonderful guest, Onesimus from uh, Uganda, Africa, and uh, we've had an amazing discussion. I mean, there's so much more we could talk about, so much more of his story that could be told that would just blow your mind away. But um, what I want to focus on on our last segment here is what's currently happening in Uganda, what you're doing uh, in your... Say the name again. Rukunjini. Rukunjini in the western part of the country. Okay, it's in the in the southwest part of Uganda. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Um, so what's going on there? Uh, aside from the radio station, what what other things are you doing? What are the plans for the future? The Lord has allowed us to plant a church, a sound, a church that teaches the truth. We we want to teach the Bible. Jesus said, "If you shall know the truth, the truth will set you free." Many people are afraid of the witch doctors because they don't have the truth. So the Lord has allowed us to have a church. We, we, we made, we are around 300 people right now, but the Lord is increasing us day oh, after day. That's a lot of people already. I remember the last two weeks before I came, we didn't have enough seats to see the people because I say, wow, that church teaches the truth. Because of the impact of the radio, many people are walking. Some of them walk for two or three hours to come to church because they are seeking for the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also... Uh, began through our radio program and impact started uh, community fellowships where people come to share and read the word of the Lord. We hope within two 
two years, three years, will be, these will be other churches we are planting. So we have five community fellowships. Instead of people walking five hours to come to church, we say, at least you walk too. We shall bring a church nearer yeah. where you are. So that's one avenue we are praying for, that God will bring more church planters to join us to preach the gospel. That's great. We and also have a school, an elementary school, where the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should grow. When they grow, they will never depart from it. We believe this is one way to do evangelism with, young, with children. So we have a Christian school teaching the Bible. And I saw also, uh, Onesimus, that you have an orphanage also. I, I was reading that Uganda yeah. actually has one of the highest, if not the highest, percentage of orphans in the entire world. Yeah. And so you have an orphanage also that you're... Yes, you're, our kind of approach to orphanage is making sure we can equip these children, take them back to their homes, unless they don't have anyone around them, mm-hmm. that's when we can have an orphanage. But we want to make sure we can use the family system to support all these children. And along the way, we can come to them as a church and give them an extra hand. We do this through a Touch of Grace program, where we want to reach people, even when we are poor, but we believe... Sometimes you discover you have some more money more than someone. Mm-hmm. So even within the church ourselves, we say, let's, let's see how we can help the poorest among us. We put clothes together, put food together, go support them. Often as we try to take care of them, try to build houses for, for the widows among us. These are some of the things we are doing to make sure we can be the hands, we can be the feet of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And what we say, if Jesus was here, what would he do with this community? Of course, preach the gospel, but feed the hungry, educate them. No, no, by educating the young ones, we are changing the future. Mm-hmm. You ask me 10 years from now, with a school growing, imagine we had a thousand children, you've changed a thousand lives. And you have a community that is no longer afraid of the witch doctors that are grounded in the word of the Lord. That's the passion. That's the call God has placed upon us. That's beautiful. We also have a clinic where people, uh, a, host, a little, a small clinic. I mean, the Bible says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. Mm-hmm. We are still beginning. Well, we started the church in 2010. So we are still a young church, but we believe in God for bigger things. We, we believe what God has started, he has a reason. That the Lord has allowed us to come to school or allowed me to come to school for a purpose, for a reason. I may go back to the community and do something. We also do pastor's training where most of the pastors who didn't have training want to train them in the word of the Lord. So we hope, we hope to have a Bible school mm-hmm. training the word of the Lord. That's great. And you just graduated from Southern California Seminary, is that yes. right? Yes. Yes, and you have a you have master's degree in uh, uh, ministry. Christian ministry. In May, I'll be having a master's in divinity, and hopefully, who knows what God can do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Amen. That's uh, it's, it's fantastic. And for our people listening out there, I want to encourage you also. You know, I just was recently uh, listening. A friend of mine said that uh, if you have one car, if your family has a car, you're in the top 1% wealthy of all those in the world. And here we have an opportunity, and I really want to encourage you, ugandaministries.org, ugandaministries.org. They have made it easy to be able to support them, and uh, this is a way you can make a very real-world impact with people that desperately need help. Even uh, one more thing, you could send me an email on prtaso at gmail.com. We can talk. We can chat. Yeah. Or call my number, 619-309-8308. Okay, and, and also I saw on your website that you actually are inviting people to come to Africa. Yes. And uh, this is the great news, too. My school, 
the, mm-hmm. where I teach at Christian High School is actually next year taking a big group of kids over to Uganda, Africa. All right. So that's uh, that's pretty fantastic. Mm. And Amen. so if you're listening out there and you feel a little tug on your heart to get involved and make a difference and come over and see what it's really like. Uh, they, they have an email trips at Uganda ministries.org. You can sign up and you can be on your way to Africa and you can meet Onesimus personally and, uh, be blessed by, uh, everything they're doing. And so, um, I just really encourage you to get involved and, uh, you know, before we close out the show here, Onesimus, you know, uh, you, you, when you see a culture begin to change and they go from this fear of the witch doctor to putting their hope in Christ, um, what is the practical outgrowth of that? How do you see people's lives begin to change? Does their demeanor change? Does their attitude change? What happens? It's, it's very touching to see smiles. People who have been living under the shadow of death, we give them the light of Christ and their eyes open and say, Wow, this is there and I didn't know it. Yeah. You see the amount of joy that comes in their lives to live in the, without fear, yeah. free from the witch doctors. The power of the gospel changes their lives from inside out mm. and the first thing you can see is the joy that comes on their lives others will come along the way but the peace that comes because you have a relationship with god nothing beats it That's- to know that if they die they're going to heaven i remember one of the guys said you know pastor the reason i come here i may never get rich but if i can only make it to heaven that's what i want and moving and walking with men and women they know they are secure in Christ. Hey, they are invisible. They know <laughs> nothing is impossible with, <laughs> with God. And to me, that excites me. Yeah. To see a generation that is changing, that is following the Lord, that is walking in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. That makes it all for me. Yeah. There's nothing more powerful than giving a person hope. Amen. And uh, hope is what sustains us. You know, Amen. We can have all the money in the world, but if we have no hope... Uh, that money means nothing. Mm. And it, we can have all the fame in the world. We can have, you know, uh, all these different things that we think are going to bring us happiness. But what Christ does is he gives us the hope of a future. And uh, that's, I love the scripture. Jesus Christ said, I do not give to you the, as the world gives, mm. right? My peace I give to you. Amen. My peace I leave with you. Right. And his giving is unconditional. All right. It's not based on what we do for him. It's based on what he's done for us. Hallelujah. So, amen. You can't beat that. Yeah, that's He right. is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings is the, pe- ooh, ooh, the Prince of Peace. Give him your life. You'll never remain the same again. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Have a fantastic evening. That's ugandaministries.org. Next week. I will be having a guest on the show who's actually ministering to lepers in Vietnam in a Buddhist colony. He's teaching the word of God in a Buddhist colony in Vietnam with lepers. Unbelievable. So God is moving in Africa and around the world. I hope that you will get to know Christ personally, and I hope that you have a fantastic evening. God bless you. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, a regular feature on AM 1170, The Answer. Learn more about Kevin and his work online at his website, educateforlife.com. That's educateforlife.com. You'll find great resources, ideas, and even video classes there to help you grow and understand what in the world is happening. Encourage your friends to listen for great guests and intelligent analysis of the stories that shape our lives. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, exclusively on AM 1170. The answer. Bring your time.
your shame Bring your guilt and bring your pain Don't you know that's not your name Educate for Life on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by educateforlife.org.